Blog Talk Radio. Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good evening, America. Today is October the 6th, 2013, and you're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. First, I want to just tell you guys that it has been one heck of a good weekend. I want to send a special thank you out to Sharon Jenkins. Um, I had a chance to hang out with some really, really cool people this weekend. Tony Gaskins, uh, if you haven't read this guy's material or uh, seen his videos or saw him on Tyra Banks on Oprah, this brother is off the chart. So, Tony, I don't know if you're listening or you're still traveling, but, hey, man, it was really cool hanging with you. I also want to say a special hello to my dear, dear friend, Rashonda Tate Billingsley. Uh, I don't know how in the hell she does it. This woman has written 30 books. I mean, her 30th novel comes out. Uh, she's got one that's being turned into a movie, so I surely want to encourage you guys to go out and buy anything that has her name on it. If you don't know who Rashonda Tate Billingsley is, you're probably living under a rock somewhere. And also, I have another dear friend, uh, Deborah Atkins, who has a play coming out very soon. I think it's called One Good Man, and if I just mispronounce the title of your play, uh, man, please don't be mad at me, but if you go to Facebook and hit up Deborah Atkins, you definitely not want to miss that play. It is going to be phenomenal. Well, with that said, I understand that we've uh, got a little issue. Our guest is tied up, and hopefully they will make it into the studio tonight. But if they um, if they do, they're going to be a little late. So we apologize for those of you that are that were expecting that to jump straight off. However, you know I got some good stuff for you. So without further ado, let's get to get this thing popping. I want to talk to you tonight, and what I want to talk to you about is manifestation. I keep having people give me calls about, hey, Doc, man, my life sucks. Or, you know, I keep getting so close. And how how do I find my way back into the vortex? Now, here's what I mean by vortex. There is this place, and all of us tap into this. I mean, I don't care how good or bad your life has been. I don't care if you're a genius or an imbecile. Okay, take that back. I do care if you're an imbecile because if so, call me. We really, really need to talk. But um, if you aren't the brightest person in the room, but you're not the dumbest, if you have hopes and dreams and beliefs and these things, for whatever reason, continue to evade you, and here's what I mean by that. Let's say that you keep waiting on your day to come. Everything you try seems 
to just somehow never, never, never get right where you want these things to get. No, you push, you get pushed back. You climb up, you get knocked back down. You try to get up, something keeps you, uh, the gravity is like just keeping you held to the ground. Well, I'm here to tell you, first of all, that's not all bad. And here's what I mean by that. It's not all bad because everything that is meant to happen in your life, as long as you don't screw it up, and let me tell you, you can screw it up, and we'll get into how you can screw it up later, but going back a little further, everything that um, that has you almost conflicted or under an invisible restraint or has you bound, I want you to know something. That stuff is happening for a reason. Now, with that stated, some of you are going, Dr. D, come on, man. Is, does it always have? Why in the hell is it when I take three steps forward, I end up taking five steps back? Or why is it every time I get some money, it's never enough? But I want you to think for a minute. Look back at your life. And I really do mean take a good look back at your life. Can you think of one instance where God has ever really abandoned you? Come on, really think on it. Has he? Of course he hasn't. And that's the first thing I want you to understand. The way that the universe works, the way that your creator works, the way that God works, the way the Holy Spirit works, it is not going to be something that you will fathom until after whatever it is you're trying to do probably has come into manifestation or achieved itself. Now, I know more than most of you what that feels like. It was really funny. I was uh, at church today. Pastor Connie, this this chick is off the chart. If you ever make it to Houston, come to St. John's. And Connie Jackson, I mean, this woman has an anointing on her life that's unreal. And today she was all up in my Kool-Aid. I mean, all up in my Kool-Aid with lemons and sugar and you name it. This girl had me cooked. But the truth is she made this statement. She said, you know what? There are times in your life when you want to have more than enough, but that is not what you need. And I'm paraphrasing, so Connie, if you're listening, I'm sorry for screwing up a beautifully articulated message today, but I'm going to put this in Dr. D language. There are times in your life that when you go after things and these things that you want, these things that you're seeking, these things that you have um that you have just sought for so long in your life tend to evade you, or at least you think they're evading you, let me tell you, there is a good reason for it. Now, here's some things that I want you to hang on to, and I know my guest is here, my producer, Julia, just sent me a note, but I'm going to finish this little dialogue real quick. What happens is you think you're ready. You think that that which you have been created for, that which you've been created to do. And for some of you, this includes a husband or a significant other. For others of you, this includes a business jumping off or you want to get uh, get pregnant and have a kid. As a matter of fact, if you want to do that, i got some mentees that I will rent you and we can make a real good deal. But going beyond that, 
there are reasons why you cannot enter it fully into the season that you think you want to be in as of now. Now, here's another hint for you. Sometimes you are already in that season, and you're not aware of it. You are so busy looking at the trees, you are not beholding the beauty of the forest. Now, going a step further with this, when we get to this place where we feel rejected, discombobulated, we feel that something is holding us back, nothing is holding you back. God has divine and perfect timing. So be very grateful when things didn't jump off the way you wanted to. I remember when I was getting ready to go in my practice, I was just thinking, man, I, you know, I want to make X amount of dollars, and I'll, I'll be glad when my office is located in this section of the city and what have you. Now, being totally honest, the laws of attraction do work because everything that I wanted, I got my office is located exactly almost to within feet of where I wanted it. I finally hit that income plateau that I always wanted to hit. However, when those things took place, what I didn't realize is that this is not an event. It's an ongoing process, and that's what I want you to be made mindful of this evening. What you are striving to do is an ongoing process. Don't get so caught up into trying to make things happen that you miss the beauty of what is happening. Don't get so caught up in trying to have an event take place in your life that you are not seeing these small, beautiful, wonderful steps, and especially the problems, what you think is really a problem, is a divine manifestation that is taking place that is allowing you to perfect your craft, it's allowing you to connect with people that you otherwise would meet. As a matter of fact, I know a little bit uh, in a few minutes we're going to bring Tanya Hoffman on. And, this, and you're talking about a brilliant woman. Tanya and I are going to really pound that thing home about relatedness and relationships and how important it is to connect with the right people. And not only uh, when you do connect with the right people, celebrating where you are not in as much as you celebrate where you are because all of these things where that you interpret to be delayed is not does not mean you're being denied. It more than likely means that you are being developed. Now, with that said, we're going to take about a 45-second break coming up. Julia, if you could get some music queued up, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young, and we'll be right back with the phenomenal Tanya Hoffman in just a minute. Stay tuned. We'll be right back in 45 
If you were anywhere near the vicinity of Houston, Texas, and you could just get a nice inhale of our weather today, it was absolutely perfect. The wind was blowing, the sun was tame, uh, the birds were singing, and there was no rain. I'm going to tell you, it doesn't get any better than that. However, what I thought we couldn't improve on, we're definitely about to do just that. I have a uh, guest in studio uh, with us this evening. Julia, would you be so kind, if you don't mind, to introduce this wonderful lady? Sure. Joining us today is Tanya Hoffman. Tanya is an award-winning international speaker and author of A Client a Day the Coffee Shop Way. She's been coined as the coach's coach and is owner and founder of the Public Speakers Association. Among her many accolades, Tanya was nominated for the upcoming 2014 Most Connected Person in the World Award. Her focus is helping business professionals become more successful in sales, marketing, and standing out from the competition. We welcome Tanya. Hi, Hi Tanya. How are you tonight? <laughs> I am excited. How about you? <laughs> Man, it's really awesome. I want to give out our phone number before we uh, get into our chat because I'll probably forget to do that. If you want to call in and save yourself $1,000 of money from talking to one of the top career coaches in the country, uh, you might want to write this number down at 646-478-5610. That's 646-478-5610. If the dialogue isn't too thick, we will definitely try to take your call this evening. Um, there's going to be a plethora of information shared, so get your pen, get your paper, and write everything down because Tanya has some serious stuff that um, I think we all need to hear. Tanya, on your, I was look, checking out your bio, and one thing that I read that um, one of your statements that was really cool, it said, life isn't about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. Tell us about that mantra and how should we take that and how should we use that as a credo? Well, it was really shocking for me because I saw that quote at a grocery store on a gift card. And I'm not a big quote person, but it obviously hit me when I needed to be slapped around a little bit. You know, I think everyone kind of goes through that point in their life. <laughs> because I, it was like I realized I had been trying to figure out who I was, what I should be doing, you know, which direction should I go. When I read that quote, I realized, oh, my gosh, all I had to do was create who I wanted to be. The world changed for me. Now, it took me quite a bit of time to change because I had to get over an incredible amount of fears and anxieties and, you know, those stepping points and just getting out of my comfort zones that have built up so lovely. So it did take that, it was kind of that catalyst that said, wake up do something with your life, change the world. You know, it's so exciting when you really can reach out and connect with someone and help them that day. Got a question for you. A lot of people are sitting there listening to you, and and I know that um, one of them being my my son was, he, you know, I know, you know, he's a young guy. He's trying to really find himself right now and, and, and launch his career. And I know that is, where a lot of Americans are, and, and this show is being heard in Canada and Barbados. It's being heard on all the islands in Australia. So uh, around the globe, though this world seems to be such a big place, it really gets 
plant. It really gets really small because all of us are doing exactly what you're talking about, and that's trying to connect with the moment. If there was some advice that you were going to give us, what is the first thing that one should do in terms of just taking an inventory? Because until you take a great, a good inventory of who you are as well as who you are not, you can't make the next step. So how do they start that process, Tanya? Well, I think one of it is I always talk about how you have to own your fabulousnessness. And until you own how fabulous you really are, no one else will own it with you. And I think that's the challenge that most people have. You know, when someone pats you on the back and you don't even understand why they're doing that, there is something majorly wrong. And so for me, it's really making people look at themselves in the mirror because I had to do it. You know, I didn't own how great I am and all the gifts I had been given and all the struggles that I had gone through. And once I realized that, oh, my gosh, no one could live the life that I've lived, so there's no way for them to know what I know and gone through what I've gone through. And so it's in my power to get that information out to people. I got a question for you now, and this is going to be a hard question because there are okay. a lot of people out there that um, they think they're fabulous, but they're undeveloped. They're, they haven't cultivated that gift yet. They, um, you know, you can see the evidence that something is housed within, but if you reveal it prematurely, it's like walking past an apple tree and you see these little apples growing, but that tree isn't mature, neither is the fruit on it. So uh, how can people uh, prevent a misfire or pre- uh, prevent being premature, and how can they tell when they're ready to step out and use those very gifts that they've been blessed to have? Well, it is timing. So you have to go through a lot of personal development to get to an area. So many people want to jump into something, and it's just not the right time. And people are always like, well, Tanya, how do you know when the right time is then? And one thing is to listen to your gut, listen to your heart, um, and listen to what people are saying. If people keep telling you're amazing at something, you need to check that out, and that's probably an area to start in. So even if you're not ready to do whatever it is that you think you're really passionate about, you know, do what is re- you're really good at. And a lot of times you can meld those two together so that it amplifies each other. And that's exactly where you start following. But too often times people are hugging a tree like super hard and they forget that there's an actual forest with incredible paths and journeys to go on. And a lot of times it is a journey. You just go and you just see where it leads you because I can tell you, you know, I certainly would not have ever dreamt I would be where I am today. It wasn't even in my thought process. You know, even back in 05, I couldn't even say one word to people. And here I am standing on stage in front of 3,000 or whatever. <laughs> I know when I when I look at this, one of the things that I have a certified practitioner status in is Myers-Briggs instrument. There are so many people out there that have not um, come in contact with their gifts. They don't understand that, you know, there's nothing wrong with me. I just happen to be an extrovert, or there's nothing uh, wrong with me. I talk too much, but I'm not saying enough, saying the right stuff because I don't know my stuff. So would you would you dare um, 
to say that most of us have a good idea of what we're operating in because like I always tell people that if you want to know what your gifts are, your gift is the very thing that even your nemesis, even your arch enemy, your rival, somebody that can't stand you behind, they have to admit that you're good at it. They have to admit that, you know what, uh, I, she makes me sick to my stomach, but that girl can sure cook or he, or he can really sing or, you know, that, that person is so charismatic. If you see that you have these proclivities, if you see that you have uh, these gifts, Tanya, how, what do you do to develop them, and how do you know are there, are there uh, I can recommend tests people can take as a coach. I don't know what, what people can do, but what would you say for the folks that don't have access to a coach, that don't have the money to uh, go and do these diagnostics? How could they do some homespun activities, like what could they write down or give them some methodology so that they can find a way to their own path. So I think you have to really look at writing down, just take one day and say not just what you love, but do that also. So you have a list of things you love to do, things you love in general, and things that you just can can accomplish, you know. So if it's, you know, for my husband, he can do a lot on the web. He can create incredible programs for people. He can do things on the Internet. So for him, he has a lot of project management abilities. You know, so you have to say, okay, well, if I'm just good at this, why am I good at that? Well, maybe it's because you have an ability to organize, you know. So you have to write down what you think, and then ask people, because you cannot see yourself. And that's why it is so important to to get a coach, because it is so hard to see yourself. I can't tell you how hard. Even for myself, the first coach, you know, I ever, you know, grabbed a hold of, he put me through a process. It was goal setting, but it really wasn't goal setting. It was personal development. And a lot of it was getting out of my own head, because he could see that I was holding myself back. So, you really do have to reach out to people, and there's so many mentors out there and so many people. You just take them for lunch, and they'll just spill their guts on how how you should help yourself. <laughs> so reach out to people, and that will be a huge stepping stone because most people are fantastic, and most people are there to really help you in any way you need help with. One thing I know about Tanya is that a lot of people – uh, they will listen to a program like this, and they be like, "Oh yeah, hell, you, it's easy for you to say that now. You you got lunch money. Go, let's go back in your life. I, I'm a firm believer in being the evidence of manifestation. I like to use not what I'm successful at, but all the sleepless nights and all the hard times <laughs> and the times that I was rejected and the times that I put my damn foot in my mouth and didn't like the taste of my toes." So would you give us a visit or a visualization? Take us back to when your life sucked. Would you describe right. when you had your epiphanies and give us some examples of when you were in your dark place and what brought you out of it? I had built a gorgeous, I'm talking a gorgeous wall around myself because I had growing up a very horrific um, childhood. I had not nice men around me. Um, I had cancer. I've been robbed and tied up when I was six months pregnant, and all of those aren't even the bad things. So when I say I can identify with people and know what they're 
talking about when they say they struggle to get out of, uh, you know, their own mind, their own um, negativity, their own pain, I can totally relate. And that's why, I mean, I would go through whole days where I couldn't say a word to anybody because it was just safer. And then when I was turned about 38, I had my second son um, after they gave me the whole thumbs up after having cancer and everything. And I looked at myself in the mirror one day. I had just started my next business. And I'm like, okay, if my object, you know, objective in life is to help as many people as possible, I cannot stay in my office in front of the computer. I am have I'm going to have to get out of here and meet people. And it was terrifying. And I wrote down every fear I had, every silly fear all the way up to the big ones. And 05 and 06, I went to accomplish getting through those fears. And what I started realizing is none of the craziness that I thought was going to happen when I tackled those fears ever came through. You know, no one has ever thrown a tomato at me on the stage. <laughs> and so when I started realizing just pushing through those fears and that they aren't as bad as they ever appeared in my head, started giving me the confidence to really tackle some big ones like standing up in front of people. Um, I mean, the first time I went to a networking, business networking group, you know, I didn't know you had to stand up in front of 20 lovely people and say who you were <laughs> and do an elevator pitch. I could not remember my name. It was so bad. So when you look at tackling those huge obstacles, it really does define your strengths. So now my husband and I have a rule for ourselves and our family, and that is that we're not allowed to be comfortable. And they're sure, you know, there's some days you take some comfort days and, you know, you take off some time. But as soon as you get comfortable, things stop things halt, and they start moving backwards. But if you keep progressing, you keep moving yourself forward, then you're always going to find something amazing. And what really is amazing and what I love is connecting to people like you and people that I get to meet all over the world, and you realize how quickly the world is so tiny. Yeah, I I know one of the things that I love, uh, a favorite statement of mine is, I'm not a human doing, I'm a human being, simply because I am. As we look at our lives, it is no secret that we attempt to emulate and we attempt to follow paths that other people have already forged for us, when in fact the path that God has for you is very much so unique unto you. When were you in a moment, you you, you gave a, a statement where you said that, it started out with you having this incredible shyness and you were resistant or even reluctant sometimes to just be present and be in the room. What was the moment or what described for me the moment when you realized that, you know, if I don't change how I'm looking at life, I'm not going to change what I see or what I do or what I have. But what, what, what caused the epiphany to take place in your life that made you say, you know, if I don't get up, I'm not going to, if I don't get up and stand up, people are just going to keep looking at me and I'm going to be stood up. Tell me that moment of awareness or that revelation that you had. Well, I had read the quote and 
you know, I started thinking, okay, well, who do I want to be? How do I create the person I wanted to create? But even then, I was like, I don't know who I want to be and who I want to create. And I remember going to that first networking group and standing there in a chamber of commerce and then going to a just a regular business networking group um, in my local little city. And I'm watching these people, right, because I love people watching. And I saw this woman come in, and everyone jumped up, ran over to her, gave her a hug, gave her a referral, said, hey, I wanted to sign up with you to do your whatever she was selling. I'm like, oh, my gosh, how do I become her? And then I started watching other people and how they reacted to them. I'm like, why is that person so different from me? And why am I keeping myself from having that kind of reaction when I walk into the room? Why do why does people not want to be around me? And that's been an issue my whole life. And I realized finally it was all because of me. It's the way I reacted around other people. And I was doing it to myself, so I said, well, if I don't want this to be my reality anymore, I'm going to have to adjust, and it was super scary because, like I said, I was an incredible introvert. So making myself go up to people and talk to them and put on that smile and, you know, figure out what is what makes those people so different because they really aren't any different. And then one of the smartest things I ever did was I had joined a whole bunch of networking groups here in Austin, Texas, um, 54 of them, actually, because I'm a little bit of a go-getter. <laughs> and I started looking at the people I was hanging around, who was the most connected people in the city. I knew no one because I had done that to myself. I said, okay, if I'm going to change that, these people know everyone. And if I could get them to like me and want to help me and give me some insights on how to network, because I didn't know how to network, I really didn't know how to do outside, you know, talking to people or anything. So what if I became friends with them? So I put together a small group. We met once a month of the top networking queens in Austin. And I quickly got inseminated into every networking group, every connection factor, because they were then going, oh, my gosh, you need to know Tanya. And then the other thing was they showed me how to do things. I would ask a question, and they would give me these great advice. So it was, you know, I didn't have much money back then. They actually had – my husband and I had um, were fired within a week of each other when we started our business because we were just going to do it part-time. And we're like, oh, my gosh, we got to get going on this. And so it was incredible amount of frustration and anxiety. We took away the car, you know, all of those horrible things. And I said, okay, we've got to really make this work. And that's really what I did is got really connected in with the um, people who are connected. Uh, and what happened was interesting because in six months I had progressed out of that group because what I realized is they were comfortable where they were. And that was back in 05. And not one of those ladies out of seven ladies are still in business. And it's because they were too comfortable. They had gotten really comfortable doing the same thing every single day. Wow. Hey, this is, um, we're going to take a quick break. 
And when we come back, what I want to talk to you about is positioning yourself for success. And we're going to get into the book a little bit. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Von Young. If, if we can get you in, call us up at 646-478-5610, 646-478-5610. You need to press 1 to get in the queue. We're going to take about a 45-second break, and we'll be right back. This is Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. I'm not going to be able to feed these kids. I'm not 
going to be able to take advantage of whatever opportunities present themselves. So let's start with things that are cheap to fix. How do you reinvent yourself and make yourself presentable so that you can begin the networking and the the team building process? So there's several things to look at. Um, One of them, like I talked about, is start – Finding a mentor, find someone that'll just have lunch or go have coffee with you. Um, most people out there, including myself, I love having coffee and, and helping people and kind of directing them and getting them started. It's you know most people out there are very willing to help, but unfortunately, most people never ask for the help. So stop, let down the pride or whatever it is that's keeping you from asking for help. You've got to ask. Because you can't do it by yourself. I, I love that when you said you just can't do it. You're, we're not, we don't know it all. So we've got to find other people who are already successful. And it's great if they're already successful doing something that you're interested in. So if you're wanting to be a speaker and you really want to understand the speaking world, well, you need to go and find someone who's a speaker and ask them how they're doing it. Um, if you're wanting to be a coach or if you're wanting to do whatever, it doesn't matter. You find someone who's already doing it. The other thing, number two, <laughs> to give me seven things, um, the second thing would be to get out of the employee mindset. If you're going to start your own business and you're going to start off into a career of helping people, right, that mm-hmm. requires you to leave the employee mindset behind. So the employee mindset is a huge trap for most people, and that is I'm going to do something today and I should get paid for it. That's an employee mindset versus a person that is entrepreneurial like myself. I've never worked in corporate, so I can't even identify a lot of times with people who have the employee mindset. For me, I get really excited because I'm like, oh, if I do this today, then it's going to expand and I'm going to be able to grow it into an elephant versus I'm going to do this today and I'm going to make the seed. So it's more of a expansion mindset. And also, it's a very um, uncomfortable thing, and that's, an, I guess, number three, is get out of your comfort zone. You've got to get past all the things that are keeping you from doing something. The other day, I had this fear of using Skype. I'm like, why am I so scared of this thing? And when I used it, I felt ridiculous. I'm like, this is just making a phone call. I don't know why I was so scared of it, but every time now I get scared of something, I go and do it. Um, Because you realize really quickly that it's probably not a big deal at all. The fourth thing would be... uh, No, go ahead. um, Go ahead. This is good stuff. Okay. Good. So the fourth thing would be get connected. So it's kind of finding those mentors Ask the mentors who you should be connected to. Do not ask people who are broke. Do not ask people that are not successful. Don't ask people for Internet advice, and they don't even use the Internet. (laughs) In other words, if you're going to ask your friend that's sitting there with that damn box of wine smoking a joint, about what you need to do in order to get your career on, that is the wrong person, people. Uh, I've got to ask you a question because I, because I want to go back through these uh, things because the next three are going to be phenomenal. But just to recap, 
first you said get a mentor. I totally agree with that because even at this stage in my career, I have mentors and and I have a philosophy about mentoring, and I wonder if you could agree with this. And I have the one where see one, be one, teach one. And what I mean by that is go see a mentor and then try to the best of your ability to be accountable to someone that you're you're mentoring and then the other thing is make sure that even the people that you mentor fashion their mindset that they need to give back what you're teaching them. And, and my the reason why I use that strategy is that it keeps you in a circle of accountability. I'm accountable first to the, my mentors, then I'm accountable as a mentor, and then the people that I'm mentoring, I make them accountable to people. So there is this loop of healthy feedback. Would you say that's a good idea? Yeah, I love that. You, If you look at, um, this is one of the things that I always get from people. Well, why would I, you know, what could I talk about on stage? There's people who know a lot more than me. I'm like, sure, but there's also a lot of people that you know more than. There's always going to be someone who knows more than you, and there's always going to be someone who knows less than you. So stop focusing on the negative. Focus on the positive. Who can you go out and help? And that's the mindset of I want to be a helper today. I want to change somebody's life. And every single one of you has that ability. Every single one of you has something that you know that no one else around you knows. And so why are you keeping it side? They need to know, and they need to know it now. Okay. Now I want to go to number two because this is really a biggie. Uh, change your view of self. You said lose that employee mindset. And this is something I want to comment on And because um, a lot of us, what we don't realize is the person that you see that's successful probably was working at night and getting up and doing their thing during the day. So I, neither of us are telling you don't get that job on hot fries late at night or working as a stalker late at night because you need to eat. You need to take care of yourself, and you're going to need some capital to put in yourself. So instead of buying another damn $200 pair of tennis shoes, you might want to invest that money at, at uh, Marshall's or at Ross somewhere, getting the appropriate attire to wear because you can't wear a pair of skinny jeans to an interview, especially if you're an overweight guy. But you you need to make sure that you you have something to work with and that's that thing of you may have to take a couple of steps back so that when you take three steps forward, you don't fall back. Would you agree with that, Tanya? Absolutely. I think a lot of people take the plunge too early. Oh, I'm going to quit my job. And then they quit, and then they haven't ramped up. There's no extra money coming in. So absolutely, what's really going to help, too, is that when you're working full-time someplace, and you're building your business at the exact same time, you're working a whole lot of hours. And that's going to prepare you to be an entrepreneur. I know it sounds scary to a lot of people, and I probably just made a lot of people go, what? (laughs) Because most people have the mindset that I want to own my own business so I don't have to work so hard. And I'm telling you, if you don't work that hard, you're not making income. You've got to work hard at what you do. And realistically, you should work harder for yourself than for anybody else. But I see a lot of people slack off because they think, well, I don't have to do it. There's no one keeping me accountable. I don't have a boss. I am my boss. Well, you should be a pretty tough boss on yourself. 
And so really getting out there, keeping the money coming in, and then when you get your business built up to about 60% of your income, now it's time to go into full mode, you know, get out there and create that actual business full-fledged. Yeah, it's kind of embarrassing when you're talking to a client and you want to ask them for some gas money. Now, now the next <laughs> thing that you said was get past the comfort zone and get connected. That's number three and four. Again, for those of you that are writing this down, first find a mentor, second change your view of self, and get rid of that employee mindset. Now, that doesn't mean that you might not have to get your hustle on to make sure that, you know, you can eat and have some stuff to, you know, keep the lights on and what have you. Then getting past the comfort zone and getting connected uh, is number three and number four. Now, what's number five? Well, it's doing things the smart way. And I and I hate using that kind of term because people are like, well, you know, I'm smart. <laughs> but it's doing things strategically. And this is where most people really um, have a hard time because they just go willy-nilly and they spend a whole lot of money a lot of times on things without any plan on how they're going to use it. And we're all guilty of it. We get excited about something and we just dive in. But there's no strategic decision on how you're going to make money from it. So every time I spend money, I expect an ROI, a return on my investment. And it needs to come back to me like really quick. So every time I go speak, I need to make sure that I'm connecting and I'm giving incredible value, but that I'm making income so that I can turn that into more helping. So too many people, they'll go and they'll hire somebody to help them with social media, but they have no real game plan on how to take that and then do with what with it. Okay, so now you ramped up your social media. Now what? You know, you've got to have everything in alignment. What's the next step all the way to the sale? Okay, now one, I, I love that idea because I don't do anything at all unless I can see one of three different things happening. One, it has to be very good for my brand, meaning that it leaves a good taste in people's mouths because you are human, you're going to make mistakes, but at the end of the day, you want to make more friends than you make enemies. The other thing that I I never, ever go anywhere, especially if it means that I have to get up and leave my office where I don't have in the back of my head, okay, how can this translate into revenue, if not then, later? So if I'm going to go to any event, I'm thinking, all right, maybe if I go and I uh, – and I'm not – please don't confuse this with trying to put on a facade like you're balling when you're not. You know, don't don't go and fake the funk because that fake it till you make it, that is a bunch of bull. It never works. However, you have to see yourself being what you want to be, which is different than faking it till you make it. So when you're saying do things the smart way, my interpretation of that is every activity, every activity that you get involved with, make sure you see some fruit either immediately or down the road. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and, and the whole – I completely agree with you. I'm so glad to hear you say that because I am so tired of people telling everyone to fake it until they make it. What really you do is you are – people don't want to know details about your life. 
So stop giving them the details. If you broke down your car, don't tell them. They don't need to know, and they don't really want to know. They want to do business with successful people. They want to hire successful people. They want people that are positive and have a forward-thinking mentality instead of whining and complaining about what happened that day. So be careful about the words you choose when you start talking to somebody. In other words, don't have toenail breath from putting your foot in your mouth. Now, what is number six? So especially if you're in anything, I don't care if you have a job or if you've got your own business, it's called sales. And it's a negative word for most people, but it really is not a negative. Sales just means you're helping somebody else with a problem that they have. And that's why most people can't keep going further in their career is because they stop helping people because they're always having to sell themselves. If you have your own business, people are buying you. I don't care how fabulous your products or services, they are buying you and your vision. So what kind of vision are you giving them? And are you truly there to help them or are you just there to serve yourself? Because people do not want to be around people that are just self-serving. But you've got to sell and that's one of the things that is a killer for almost all the small businesses, and that's why they go out of business, is you do not have a business unless you have sales. So stop looking at it as a negative and look at it as a positive because there's no way you can go help more people unless you have money coming in. And there's no way that God would have told you and let you go down this path if he didn't expect you to be making money at it. So what you're, what I'm hearing you say, and this is number five, was do things the smart way. This is number six, and it says, you're saying sell. So what I'm really hearing um, inside of this statement is have something to offer someone that helps contribute to the success of what they're doing that they can pay you for. Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. And it's all about them. And if you if you really hone that skill of when you're talking to somebody, then amazing things will happen for you because most people are self-serving. And so if you make them feel good and you focus on them, they're going to love you and they're going to want to be around you all the time. And you will get what you need in life when you help others. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Now, what is number seven? Number seven is a toughie, and that is to talk to powerful people. And it is way outside the comfort zone. I tell people all the time from stage, come and talk to me after the event. And you won't believe the small percentage that walk up. And because it's a major comfort zone issue for most people. So get out of that. We keep talk, I keep talking about it because it, it really is important. You have to connect with amazing people. And I know how hard it is to walk up to somebody that you know has some influence. But once you, know, you start doing it, you realize they're just like everybody else. <laughs> you know, that, that's what that, that was just about what I was going to say. I'm going to go through this list because I really want to talk about number seven. Uh, again, was while we're getting into our last uh, 12 minutes here. The first thing was get a mentor. The next one was change your view of self, get rid of that employee mindset. But that doesn't mean get rid of your job. You know, you don't want to be 
talking to people and your musty and your stomach is growling. The third and fourth thing is get past your comfort zone. Make sure you get connected with some good people that are doing the very things that you want to do. And then do things the smart way. In other words, use your head and not your ego. The next thing is be product-driven by having something to offer that contributes to the growth and well-being of the person you're talking to. But this last thing, I really want to nail that one, and that's talking to powerful people. One thing that um, this year my brand is focused on, you know, I'm a relationship expert, and many times people misinterpret that to just limit it to uh, romantic or marital or dating relationships when, in fact, relatedness and emotional intelligence is the biggest factor in you being successful is you have to connect with people. And what the thing that um, I, I want to talk about before we bring your book up, Tanya, is um, and and I love your book by the way because we this is something I really really want to talk about the the coffee shop way book. Um, when I started in my practice, I didn't have an office, so I was always either going to people's houses or meeting them at Starbucks or something like that. Which I you know I still was successful and. A lot of people did not mind it, but and I also used that to my advantage because I figured, okay, if I'm going to your house, I can really see your problems because this is where you hide it. This is where the wizard is. I'm going behind the big smoke in the big head. I'm getting that chance to really look at people. So when people get a, this opportunity to talk to the wizard, uh, talk to the decision maker, the guy that just did the keynote, what kind of things should they ask? What, how should they approach them, and what should they not say? Give us that. You should not say, hi, and then just start telling them your whole life story and what's in it for them, you, right? You have to walk up to somebody and find out how can you be of service to them. Um, and that's a hard thing, especially when people start off. They're like, well, I don't have any way of serving that person. And you do. There is always something. There's someone you're connected to. Get connected to some really fabulous people, and now you have something, some way to serve them because you're like, oh, you need to know so-and-so. <laughs> so, you know, that's how I build. I mean, goodness gracious, I just got, you know, nominated for one of the most connected people in the world. And it wasn't because, you know, I'm somehow different than any of your listeners. It's because I reach out and say, oh, my gosh, you need to know, you know, this wonderful person and do it. You know, don't just say it, but actually do it and connect them. Um, do an email introduction. Just like this last Saturday, I was a keynote at um, the Authors Networking Summit, and there was a publisher there. Of course I want to meet the publisher. I could tell you in a handful of people who walked up to him. I didn't just walk up to him and said, hey, let's go over and let's sit down and have a talk. And I had it all about him. How could I help him? And then he wants to publish my book. They only publish 150 books a year. They want to publish my next book. So it's about getting and giving, and it will always come back to you. So don't get so focused on yourself. And I know how hard it is because a lot of times we're waiting for that person to ask the question, right? We're asking, waiting for them to say, so tell me about yourself. <laughs> and we're like, come on, ask me, ask me. <laughs> but even if they don't, you don't give them that information because it's only the information that they want from you. Yeah, I, I know that if you, you can't get help if you act like you got it going on and 
you're so fly and being cocky. If anything, you might want to be humble and be a bit transparent. Now, before we, we've got a few minutes left, you have a phenomenal book, and it's called A Client a Day, The Coffee Shop Way. Would you tell us about that book and where can we find it? And But tell us about it and then tell us where we can order it. So it's a book about um, helping people with the basics of business. I wanted to kind of put something out there so that people can get a real sense of how to talk to strangers. Um, you know, I've been super successful at coffee shops, and I don't even like coffee. So people always assume that I just love coffee. <laughs> That's funny. But, you know, it's all my clients sitting there, right? It's all entrepreneurs, sales reps, um, people that are retired trying to figure out what to do. So when you're there, it's a very strategic place for me. You have to figure out where is your strategic place. It may be at the park with the other kids, you know, with the other mommies. It could be at the grocery store. It could be at, you know, wherever. Figure out where your target market is, and that's where you hang out. And then the book kind of covers a lot of kind of mindset issues, you know, how do you figure out how to stand out from your competition and, you know, little details that make a huge impact on your business. But it's real simple things that you can do really quickly. You know, that's and, something, and I, I want to camp on that real quick because for some of our listeners uh, across America and especially in um you know, in the Caribbean and what have you, go and find beauty and barber schools. That way you can get your hair done at, at basically almost at cost. You can go to a resale shop, and, and you would be surprised the stuff that is donated because I know I just donated a bunch of stuff that still had tags in it that I had never worn types of type things. So there's a, 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 always ways that you can get yourself presentable where people can look at you because you only get one chance to make a first impression. And by uh, making a solid first impression, the right time with the right place with the right people, it'll take you a long way. And I know for a fact this book, A Client a Day, The Coffee Shop Way, will definitely position you to do that. Now, where can we buy your book, Tanya? You could go to the website, A Client a Day, The Coffee Shop Way, um, and what I would love to do is to give a – I'm running a, um, a, a contest right now. I just got through with, um, like I said, the, um, the Authors Networking Summit as a keynote, so I'm about to choose a winner. So I'd love to give your audience an opportunity to jump in on that, if you don't mind. <laughs> I'm, just say, here's the deal. You guys hit us on Facebook, or you send, the, or you send your information to Julia, J-U-L-I-A, and uh, – com. The first person that hits us on Facebook or sends it to Julia at com. we will forward your information to Tanya Hoffman, and you will get this wonderful book. Hey, I really appreciate you doing that. Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much. Well, I tell you what, it has been a fantastic hour. Tanya Hoffman, uh, we definitely would like to have you back on the show. Thank you for those seven tips to transformation. And we will, we will, you have an open invitation to come back and spend another hour with us, okay? Yes, and I'll have to have you on my show. Thank you so much for having me on. Hey, thank you. Now, America, while you're listening, I want to just say a few things before we wrap up tonight's program. I'm going to go through this list one more time. Get a good mentor, 
change that view of self and get rid of that employee mindset without giving up your job because nobody's giving you half of a sandwich. Get past that comfort zone of yours. Get off your butt, put the PlayStation up, and go and try to make life happen. Get connected with some people other than the folks you know. That's why your butt ended up broke in the first place. You need to be around people that are living life, not talking about it. Do things the smart way. Use your head for more than a hat rack. And then if you're going to sell something, make sure you're selling something that somebody needs. In other words, don't go and try to force what you have. Look for what people need. And the last thing, talk to powerful people. Remember, they used to be you. Now, with that said, uh, Julia, you can get that music ready to cue it up. But as you know, I am going to tell you this. Quit looking for other people to make you happy because if you can't do it, who in the heck, who in the heck can, Okay. The next thing I want to tell you is quit looking for love in all the wrong places. Start by looking inside yourself because if you can't love you, if you don't want to be alone with you, why in the hell would anybody else? And lastly, this Wednesday at noon, make sure you tune in to Conversations with Dr. D. Von Young. It's a surprise. we got some really good stuff happening. we got some celebrity guests coming in, so I definitely want to spend some lunchtime love with you. I think that's our show for tonight, America, Canada, Australia. I definitely love you and love yourself. See you Wednesday. Have an awesome week, and God bless you.